tuned in to this week's episode of Tribal Research Specialists, the podcast. A podcast about tribal people, our communities, and discussions on research traditions. We aim to uncover the true meaning of research methodological approaches that are currently operating in tribal life, with implications for tribal communities and avenues for knowledge production. mystery that's a mystery song i don't know who's singing i don't know where it was recorded i don't know what the song name is if it has a latin name i don't know what it is it's mystery in the power world you call that a tape find (laughs) tape find so this is tape find number one episode 23 and I'm hoping a listener, and I'm hoping Mike will tune in, Mike LaFromboise, he'll listen to that and say, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so at so-and-so, Fort Hall, 1972, or something like he'll that. Pro- he'll probably say, oh, I was there. I'm standing right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recorded that. Our, our, <laughs> that's that's my first lead. Yeah, yeah. That was That's me and my first lead. Yeah, I got... Uh, Got to kick the second lead and uh, busted it out. But yeah, that, so that song, you know, comes from um, a uh, a box full of reel to reels that was uh, gifted to my mother by Larry Parker. And um, that old man, Larry Parker, yeah, he had a deep, a deep voice. Yeah, you know, and uh, um. There's a number of untitled reel to reels on there. This is one of them. I'm not sure where it's from. And actually, it kind of sounds like the recording of a recording. So I'm thinking maybe um, our listeners might be able to help identify the, the group singing that and possibly. Well, that's how it used to be. Remember, somebody would show up and say, I was at, um, I was at uh, uh, Shoshone Indian days last weekend, and he'd be like, What you recording? I said, Yeah, so you put your recorder next to their recorder. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then you, yeah. Steal, <laughs> you steal the tunes, yeah, jump, give me a jump, tape recorder jump. Oh, <laughs> and you always had that one friend who like didn't ever record the whole song. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, just the beginning. So he's just like, He's like, Well, I just wanted at least to get a start. I'm like, Dude, it's not, <laughs> you got to get part of the MC. Like when MC starts to announce them, then oh, yeah. you get that part. That's the pro. That's and the then pro. when they when yeah when they finish the song, you gotta wait till the high chas or the hokas are done. Yeah, yeah. Then, or if you if you're extra pro, you get the category that they're singing for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. It depends on what you're recording on. Sure. Is it LP, SLP? Is it, is it, uh, are you on a 60 minute Miramax? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Your, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on a 90 minute Memorex? tape? Only rookie, only rookies would do 90 minute tapes. Yeah. You, you know? got to get the 120. 
Yeah. I mean, you, so, you get some tension when you get that much tape rolling through, but you know, it's worth it. You get more on there. Did you ever have to negotiate um, grand entry? You'd be like, all right, they're going to go down the line on grand entry. <laughs> yeah. Am I committed to this? Yeah. Or like, am I just, because yeah, I had a hard time just stopping after the first song because then the second song starts right away and I'm like, okay, am I going to do this? Am I going to yeah. like keep going? Yeah. Or or or, uh, or the uh, when you get to the drum group, you don't necessarily like too much. and But you don't want to look like the guy who kind of skips over them. So you just stand there anyway with your oh, yeah. recorder not There's recording. Oh, yeah. There's that day paid drum that just got in the contest to sing more. And you're like, oh, they're in the middle of the ro- rotation. The next crew, I can't just, I don't want to be that guy. They're right between Iabe and Stony Park. <laughs> oh, and then you're like, I can't, I can't risk. Yeah. But then everybody else ditched. So then you're like, there's five of you. So you're like, that's, that's way too noticeable. <laughs> yes. Classic. Oh, that's classic have you ever had a drum judge ever had a drum judge walk away from your group in like the middle of the, like yeah, in the middle yeah, of the song i've seen that it's like a, <laughs> that's a horrible feeling yeah. like, or they roll up and mark their ballots and then just watch the dancing the rest of the song <laughs> and you're like, they just, like oh man you even give you a chance <laughs> I mean, you're like, all right, boys. <laughs> Good try. Good we're try. here for love. We're here for the love <laughs> of the game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I think I think what I'll do is I'll I'll go through some of these other mystery tunes on here and um and <laughs> hope they're not like ceremonial songs or nothing. <laughs> and just just kind of go through and uh uh play some of these on uh episodes here and there and uh maybe we can get some uh audience engagement to help identify some of these tunes because um there's some probably not they're probably just power tunes yeah well yeah there's some that sound um of a particular nature suspect they sound very sus been into that yeah oh dude that's yeah (laughs) yeah my daughter sus (laughs) yeah He's like, sus, dad. Everything. Very sus. Yeah. I saw you vent. You're venting. <laughs> this, this game, man. So, did you try it? It's so addicting. Is, it, no, what's the game? Roblox? No, Among Us. Oh, Among Us. Yeah. Is Roblox a thing now? Or is yeah, that? Well, done? Yeah, it's still a thing for a certain age group. But what this game does, this Among Us, is it teaches you how to lie really well. And and you find out that people are really good at lying, you know. <laughs> it's, oh, kind of, it's, kind of, this, it's kind of amoral in a, in a way. I think, I think, do they play it with other people? Yeah. Okay, because I think Mattia has been playing it with my niece. Yeah. And it's like can we i'm gonna play among us and it's like all right i don't know i mean they could say anything yeah i wouldn't know yeah <laughs> i don't could be having an online gaming industry going on or something you wouldn't even know yeah well it's hard to do here with our lee wi-fi you couldn't really run an <laughs> internet empire out of our out of our wi-fi internet nothing you can barely sell bumper stickers and <laughs> oh yeah by the way our uh website is live 
if you haven't had. Oh, it do we? We have a web. We have a website. Yeah. For tribal research, let's t- let's t- let's tell the listeners about our new venture here. Yeah. Kick us off. Tell us a little bit about this. Go. Well, we're we're not affiliated with an academic institution. Mm-hmm. So, tribal research specialist essentially is going to be doing. I think what we we feel like is culturally relevant research questions Indian people ask, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily academic questions. Even I think I think yeah. um, I mean anywhere from like ethnographic overviews, archaeological survey, but even the interpretation of natural resource data, you know, stuff yeah. like that. I I I I don't see us being limited to any one thing. Right. But I also think um, we're going to try to do it for Indian people, man, like by yeah. Indian people, not not like not like the food, FUBU, for us, <laughs> by us. We ain't going to make baggies. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to make baggies. <laughs> not going to make baggy jeans. <laughs> baggies yeah okay <laughs> Just well sure. we might i don't know I, yeah i mean i don't know well you can add that onto the web page you know clothing clothing <laughs> line <laughs> i'm not against it yeah not entirely i guess unless i see the product and then uh then maybe so um, okay anyway yeah go ahead yeah i mean that's what i think we're gonna be doing yeah. um yeah um, it, asking hard questions too i think that's right you know that's right. And, um, you know, one of the things that I am um, as, as my part in this, I, I think is um, also providing those who want to do research in Indian country or with natives. I, I think we can provide a, a great deal of consultation on how one might approach their own research um, in, in particular areas associated with uh things that we feel are important so helping to guide uh, researchers to uh pinpoint um issues that are important in indian country but then also and and further is to help to develop an evaluation plan that's going to produce data that's not only important to the researcher but important and that's going to work in uh, native communities because i think most researchers are um really have that um that in mind they're not just out to exploit anymore i think that might be sort of a thing of the past but still um finding the right people to um uh i guess interpret what the needs are i guess interpret those into um into what the community sees is uh i think that's an important endeavor and one that um you don't get a whole lot when you hire evaluators that not that are not uh I don't know, lack of a better word, seeped in things tribal. <laughs> seeped for three tribal, minutes. Tri- tribal seepage. Tribal seepage. Yeah. <laughs> tribal seepage into, yeah, with a dash of, uh, of uh, cultural understandings. Yeah. So that, I mean, to add on to what you said, that's, that's what I see as another service that we will provide. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that that's obviously more your skill, but as, as, as 
our LLC, the tribal research specialists fits right in there, man. Like it does. I, I wouldn't mind trying to learn how to do stuff like that, but that's not my area, you know, but I think our, our little business here is going to be well-rounded when it comes to things like that. Right. I'm, I'm kind of working on this project. Well, not kind of, I am a part of a project where we're developing a museum and a cultural center for the Crow tribe. Yeah. Through little bighorn college. And, and um, I, the, the kind of the work we're doing, I can see us doing that kind of thing too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I agree. And it's, you know what? I think, tough. you know what I think? I, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I think you, you do do those things. Just not in the way in which you're picturing. Oh, oh okay. let's yeah. not do this. No, we're going to do it, man. We're going to do this because no, you're, because... No, you're good. I'm good. <laughs> well, this, so this is the deal. This is the deal. This is the deal. Cause you tell me this all the time. You're an, you're an ethnographer. You just don't know it. Or you're an archaeologist or anthropologist, and you just don't know. Well, you are, man. Well, see, I mean, the work you do is that—that's what it is. Well, that's then that's what I'm telling you. This, all right. I, all I mean, right. to, to be able to read between the lines and see data for what it is, for what it needs to count for, it don't—it don't take no. In a way, it doesn't take an academic um, uh, doctorate to do that. It takes experience. And it takes a, 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 a deep foundational knowledge of culture, but also current understandings of how that's expressed in tribal communities. If someone has that, that did I say three things? Trifecta? Was it only two things? Is it a bifecta? <laughs> it's a. <laughs> I don't think it's a, a bifecta. Quadfecta. Quad, quadfecta. Quadra. Quadrifecta. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know that that can guide any project, and I think people need that. You know, you get researchers coming to reservations and are fumbling around. You know, and um, man, we we can provide much clarity to to their. Hey, um, so maybe maybe that's our first kind of call out to our listeners because I think we still have some carryover listeners yeah. from our last venture. Is that um. Yeah. Tell us what you're researching, man. And, and maybe we'll pick one of those things and we just invite them on. I think so. P kind of people who are open to criticism, you know, and like we yeah. can say, hey, this is what we think. This is yeah. obviously if they're about to defend something or it's already off to the copy editor, maybe, maybe not them because we don't want people to feel bad and be like, oh, I should have added that <laughs> or whatever. You know? Well, I mean, but that <laughs> might be valuable too for the. Well, I guess that's up to them, yeah, right? right. Like it, it'd be up to them if that's what they want to do. But also yeah. like, plus we might come across something like, or highly likely that we'll come across something that I don't know anything about and just want to hear more about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a, a good, um, that that's a good description of what I think this, this podcast has been, but is going to be, I think is just opening, opening the, opening the door to conversations that I, I think really matter. And some of the things that I wanted to talk about in this uh, particular episode, which may or may not happen. I don't know yet. Well, it just depends on how we feel, but um, I think it, it well, we could, we could address the elephant in the room too, and just straight up say, we're no longer affiliated with an academic institution. Yeah, no, we aren't. Yeah. Yeah. We aren't. Yeah. Yeah. We're untethered. 
we're untethered. Yeah. And that's not anything disrespectful to the old place no. or, or anything like not that. At but all. now, now I think we can, uh, we, I don't know. We're untethered, I guess is the <laughs> right word. I don't know. I didn't want to say tethered. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. I thought a tether ball and like being fifth grade, I lost the fifth grade tether ball match to a girl. <laughs> and it's still, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That, 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 that scarred you. Sting. I tell. Well, cause you know, I won a few, I was kind of <laughs> on a hot streak and thought, Hey, you know, why not? Why not try to take the giant, you know? And, and yeah, turns out at that time, the girls tetherball was kind of their thing, man. Yeah. You know, you're right. It worked. Yeah. Accept the loss. Let's move on. Owls. You have big owls, you know, <laughs> a couple of owls in life. You haven't done it yet, but you, you, you work it out. Have you tried counseling? Is that, is that an option or is there? I'm seeking, I'm seeking professional <laughs> help. On all fronts, <laughs> yeah. not just that issue, but yeah. a whole not host of other thing. things. Yeah. Well, there's a whole yeah, thing. A... <laughs> when you grow up at a, when you grow up, it never deal with those problems. They just create more problems, and now, <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> okay. So, what do you want to talk so, about? Well, What's, this is this is the deal. Yeah, I, I this is the thing. You know, so we're we're dealing with something. Right up front, right. So we got this um, this song that we don't have no information about. It's obviously um, not uh, too old. I mean, it doesn't sound like it, just from my experience or my uh, no knowing of audio, I, I suppose. But so this brings up this idea. So if we were to investigate this and go down some sort of, a, if you want to call it, a research path maybe not formally in like you would in an academic setting, but maybe you do, maybe you're a, you're an academic and you're a native and you got this box of audio and you want to know what, well, what, what I want to know what these are about. It brings up this um, difficult thing of native scholars performing research among their own people. That's an issue. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know if it no. is. I mean, I, I I feel it is in a in a couple of ways. Number one, well, number one because there's there's layers of of uh, bureaucracy now that have been put in place. Um, one being, um, if you're an academic for an institution, you got to go through your IRB, your Institutional Review Board. Number two, if you're doing uh, research among your own people well your tribe may have its own tribal institutional review board so now you have to go through two layers of bureaucracy just to figure out what's on a tape and i don't know if that fits in with the with what would be defined as research but i think people like to err on the side of a uh, caution is that how you say that err on the yeah, side of caution yeah. Air. 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 Because <laughs> it sounds like I'm just saying air, you know, the stuff you breathe, atmosphere, air. Yeah. We, air. Yeah. Oxygen. Air. Oxygen on the side of caution. Um, <clears throat> so that, so yeah. So it's not, it's just not, it's not like this. It's not like, okay, I'm going to go chat with my auntie about some cool things that she experienced in her life. 
well, because I'm a native academic, I'm an associated with the institution. I can't do that now because it might it's be considered weird, research. Yeah. And, and at what point do native academics and researchers just draw the line and say, no, this system isn't designed for us. Right. Right. Now, now, even within that, you have another set of, of what would you say, um, issue which is the practitioner versus the non-practitioner is it do you think it's still appropriate for the practitioner of let's just say ceremony yeah to still have to go through all of that even though he was given permission let's just say from the people who conduct those things you know say let's just say uh like a sundance chief right yeah someone dances and says hey i want to do a bunch of research this is x y and z yeah goes to the leader of that ceremony in his community and that person gives him permission do you think it's relevant or even appropriate for him to still have to go through irb because what do they know about that right yeah that's the i mean it's gonna happen right it's gonna happen there's no doubt yeah, so then you're you're um you're you're in a way you're you're being um you're having policy or rules placed on you by people who are not engaged in that discipline as experts or potentially potentially and who's to say that they're not guided by some political or or, or, or personal reasons and they're just want to be um denying research i i don't know i, I don't I'm, is that what you're getting at yeah i just yeah. i'm just this system of irb or like um, any type of uh, research permissions yeah wasn't designed for indian people or by indian people but for some reason it has had a pretty big impact in my academic life yeah and but i feel like it it really had nothing to do with the people that I was working with in terms of the Indian people. Like it was never a thing. It just seemed like it was something to make the non native or the institution feel good, which I was like, well, what exactly are they providing? And it really didn't seem, I mean, I get it in terms of genetics and, and uh, and some of the more uh, bio or molecular kind of sciences. Like I kind of get when you're talking about human material, physical human material but right in terms of uh intellectual property and oral histories and yeah uh we have our own set of protocols which right. at, at least for the crow, the crow it's it's pretty simple right if someone tells you a story you give them something for it right if they accept that is them giving you permission to use it right if you they don't accept that's basically just you heard a cool story Right. Yeah. That's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's agreed. I largely agreed, and I don't know how many people would argue with you about this, but yeah, tribal IRB does not emulate or represent a true traditional or tribal protocol for permission. Agreed. And if we're wrong, maybe one of our listeners can correct us. Yeah, because I think some uh, some organizations, I think, are out there that are trying to change that. But I don't know what success they've had or what how how it looks. But it seems that IRB, no matter what title you have in front of it, 
emulates a Western academic structure. It's meant to protect human subjects and, mm -hmm. and even, which is good, which is good. Yeah. It's needed. Um, but even, even more today, you see tribal IRBs adding to that where not only protection of human subjects, but protection of cultural, um, what do you call it? Cultural products or cultural themed i don't know if theme's the right word cult things cultural so landscapes um, um any sort of tangible cultural products like uh, if somebody wants to rebuild a recreate a, a canoe i suppose do you have to go through a tribal irb to do that I, I don't know man it just seems like that it's been more and more things are added onto that to protect the cultural resources if you will but then it works against the native researcher because then they have to jump through several hoops um to to, to do something like that like say they want to recreate that like like, like a canoe i mean they have to do some research on that mm -hmm. should they have to get an irb approval for crying out loud i don't think so but and are, where do we where do we start? Because I notice, like in in these uh, writing one hundred and one classes, or yeah. where they'll say go and interview um, one a member of your family, right? Yeah, yeah. How come they don't have to go through the IRB? Right, right. And that or how come the common rule isn't common? <laughs> <laughs> it needs a different name. So okay, so yeah, so this is the thing. This is the thing ethnographic research versus just talking to your auntie what's the difference well if we <laughs> want to be honest ethnographic research typically meant it was a white person right talking to your auntie right right i think you know yeah 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 white folk <laughs> nothing wrong with white people i'm not i mean yeah uh, full full disclosure yeah uh, yeah yeah I, i'm a descendant i'm a great 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 grandchild of a white lady yeah. That's not a joke. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a joke until you said that. It wasn't a joke. Not a, oh, no. Not, not <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, what? I, after I said it, I was like, oh, no, that sounds like the Cherokee thing. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get it. So, I, I think we need, some, we need to talk to somebody about this. We need to clarify some things. And we need like an IRB um, expert on. We need. On, we need a uh, yeah. We need the the native IRB expert who says, okay, this is this is what's going on in the country now, and this is where we're at. Who, who is that? I don't who know. I'm I'm hoping somebody listening will know. I know a couple people who work in that area, and I'm certainly going to reach out to them. But I know there's somebody out there. They're listening now. They're shaking their heads, saying, these guys don't know what the heck they're talking about. Which is possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, and, and I think I'm fully, I fully admit that I'm, I'm a flawed person and on all levels. Right. <laughs> and, oh, academically, <laughs> wow. and academically is no different. So I think sometimes when people say, um, when we ask these questions, I think it's legit. I really want to yeah. know. It's not like, a am not, we're not, I'm not setting anybody up. I'm not doing that. Like, let's see who thinks they know kind of yeah, thing. I, gotcha. I'm not, I really, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> gotcha I used episode. to tell my students, <laughs> I, I would say I'm, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an instructor that tries to trick his students. Meaning like, 
I'm not gonna have surprise questions. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah. I mean, you need the class. Yeah, and I need you to be here. So let's make it worth your while. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trick you. You know, I get paid if you're here. <laughs> so so that's my 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 thing with this IRB thing is like, I feel like I've worked with IRB more than the average person. Right. But yet I still don't have a grasp of it, which right. I think is an issue. It is. It is. And and importantly, how it works in and how it should look in Indian country or uh, tribal communities, I think is pretty important. And I want to know the answer. And I know somebody knows. So we want to get them on. We're going to put the challenge out there. Not the gotcha challenge. Not, <laughs> not the, uh, that we're going to, we're going to prove you wrong or just to open the discussion to a wider audience to find answers. Did you say a wider audience? A wider. Or, or did you say a whiter <laughs> audience? W-I-D. <laughs> I couldn't know what W-I-D-E-R. Okay. Okay. So this is the next a, issue. Okay. Well, I, I think this is a good <laughs> Let's take a little breather here for a second. I, I think there's a good chance to hit the reset. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's reset. Now, um, I didn't get too creative this time. All I got is this. Now, oh, you know what else I want from the audience, from the listeners? This new little jingle I got going on. I don't know if I like it. And I want some feedback because Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's not letting loose with it. He's not laughing at it. He's just, he's stone faced. I mean, uh, uh, full disclosure, I'm a bit ill today. So, and not ill like Beastie Boys ill, like I'm <laughs> under the weather. So. Okay. Under the, okay. Not, not, you're not your peppy, feisty self. That's fine. It's fine, man. Okay. Let's go. Here we go. doesn't sound like from here from the flathead no res. it doesn't the singers i mean i, I it doesn't and it doesn't sound like blackfeet <laughs> or any kind of blackfoot singers from the yeah. 60s or 70s or I'm not, I'm, even eight i'm making a guess it's like it's maybe some north dakotans or south dakota it does kind of have Sioux's. that <clears throat> Yeah, it could, uh, but I'm going to think it's either Crow or like Fort Belknap, North Dakota, like that. Yeah. To me, it didn't have that kind of South Dakota. Oh, really? Thing to it. Yeah. I mean, but of course, that's my not first an expert. Yes. Yeah. I, and then, I, I, I want to know. We're going to know. But first of all, I, I just wanted to mention this, that there's a there's a little old gallery 
way down south in Austin, Texas, by the name of Wild. That's W-Y-L-D, Wild. Now, this guy, um, you know, he started this gallery and um, featuring some very exclusive, one-of-a-kind native art. And he's just hoping people will maybe log in to his website at wyld.gallery and maybe browse around and uh, maybe find yourself a nice little Christmas present for your loved ones and help this guy out. I went and checked it out. I did too. I went and checked out. I went and checked out. It's cool, man. He's got the guy's gallery is nice, man. It it's is. not limited to any one genre, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And, he, and featuring three native artists. Yeah, man. Yeah. One of them, which is Crow. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I, and I, you know what I think? I, I, I thought I contemplated reaching out to one of them and maybe we can have an episode next week talking about art in particular in relation to the things that we talk about. I don't know if it's going to work out, but we'll see. Yeah. Reach out, man. I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. That's a good did idea. you know that? Did you know the Crow gentleman who's featured there on the, I don't, I don't know him personally, okay. but his work is awesome, man. I yeah. know we'd use some, I think his name's Dale Kerfman or. Yeah. Uh, not, I don't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember. I can't even, we, for that Chicago exhibit, I was a part of, they used some of it. I wasn't oh, really? part of that. Like the decision making, I oh. didn't know, uh, but that's how I was introduced to his work and it was good, man. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, his website, uh, gallery. Check it out, man. I'm going to put it in the show notes, too. So if you're listening, log in, click on down there and uh, check it out. You know, we also set up, uh, because we're um, unaffiliated now um, with the institution, I also did set up a patron page. Is it patron or Patreon? How do you say that? I think it's Patreon. Is it? You got to ask one of your kids because they, <laughs> they know more about that. They know like analytics. and I know. Patreon. Patreon and- so we do have a Patreon site now, and would appreciate um, if you do enjoy the show and you are uh, enjoying the things we talk about. Yeah, kick in a few bucks, and that'll help us out. I put it on my Indigenous Archaeology um, Instagram. So if you just uh, go to Indigenous Archaeology, the Patreon site is yeah, and it'll be in the show notes. That. It'll be in the show notes too for this episode. Check it out. Um, I think I set a goal. If we can get a certain amount of uh, patrons, we can start um, doing a video cast and uh, a monthly live um, recording where we can take call-ins. I think that's the goal I set. So that'd be pretty nice to get some audience participation, some questions, Q&A, some live. When Aaron's feeling a little better, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of this monolith thing in the Utah desert? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> pretty crazy. And then some dudes just like picked it up and took it out. Of yeah, there. like this this is ruining the desert and hauled it off. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I get it. I'm I, I took a trip in um um when I was in high school, part of a biology club I was in, and uh we had to learn all about the desert before we went down and how delicate, you know, the the um surfaces are because there's a i can't remember what they call it there's like a crust on the surface and very delicate to the ecosystem there a uh what do they call it the symbiotic relationships between fungus and the plants i don't know 
I'm, I'm getting way out of my expertise here talking about ecology, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I, okay, okay. That I, I was trying to, I was trying to get to the, um, the song, right? So this, that, that was just the repeat of the song I played in the beginning. Again, I'm not sure where it's from, but we had some guesses. I was thinking right off, well, oh, maybe that's some Sioux over there in the, in the Dakotas, maybe even Fort Peck. I don't know. I don't know, but hopefully a listener will, uh, will know and can tell us so this is the next question all right this is what this is uh kind of kicking off um or uh i guess um from what we were talking about previously about the irb and um i'm wondering i'm wondering is there is there a path forward for um tribal nations nations of tribes that's the same thing i said just backwards is there a way <laughs> for us to revise this process that's going to work for native scholars or do we even need to i mean what I, I don't know man because there's an unspoken rule generally among tribal people about permissions and protocols do we need to write that down do we need to formalize that what do you think so here's my here's my okay. thought i don't I don't think native people should be uh, wasting their time <laughs> trying to fix the IRB to fit them. I think yeah. it's more or less of a admitting when a system is, doesn't work for us. Right. So, so what do you do? Do you, so the question then becomes, Hey, should we try to fix this or should we just completely rebuild something else so i don't know have you i've used the fencing analysis or or, uh, analogy before yeah easier to rebuild a fence sometimes than it is to fix (laughs) a bad one yeah and anyone who's fenced before knows that like if you're patching up a bad fence it's just like a pointless it just seems like it's i should just rip this whole thing down yeah so i think the irb has a place I don't want people to think that we're like this, this bad mouth in the IRB. I think it has its place, but I don't necessarily think it's with native people. Right. Right. Because so, it's an odd deal. Like I know like my thesis on papers, the property of the university of Montana. Yeah. And that weird. That's weird. You that know, and, and everything they're in. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, wait a second, man. That I don't even <laughs> own that knowledge, you know. Like, I did something different, though. See, my my thesis is about fasting and vision, or what we they used to call vision quest archaeology of fasting. Right. I let it. I was. I made it available to the public. Right. As it should be. Which, I, as it should be, because the people I interviewed, they they were like. They never told me this was hidden information or they never said, yeah. hey, don't be printing this or anything because I even told them this is what I'm doing it for. So yeah. and they're like, yeah, okay, right. moving on. You know, <laughs> like, so so I didn't hide the information by making it like uh, proprietary information or anything because yeah, they didn't tell me to. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah you know what i yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things where so growing up we see progress happening all around us right i mean technology is a good example you know 
my kids are just kind of chuckling around because I said when I was a kid, the internet didn't even exist and they, they couldn't even fathom that idea. They even asked me, what kind of iPhone did you have when you were a kid? <laughs> there was no such thing. So as as time has progressed. Did you go like this? Did you put your hand up to your ear <laughs> with the pinky and the thumb? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is the only phone I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hear. I remember when like, yeah. I remember houses that didn't even have phones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. It, it, everyone had that auntie that would come over to use the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, still like, have them. <laughs> or sometimes, you, sometimes, sometimes you were that family that was going over to use. Yeah, go over to neighbors' and phone. Call you know? your uncle. See if he's in jail or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So you see this progress happening, and of course, tribal people. Native people, we we're 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 survivors. We just we just roll with it and take the practical pieces and move on, right? So um this so this is the thing. Research, the idea of research, that hasn't gone away. We still we still do our, our own research, type of research. It's not formalized in a in a textbook or housed in an institution, it just happens. Uh, and and is held in the community um so yeah i agree that we don't we don't need to formalize that process in a piece of writing and a paper but what happens when we start um as as we start to progress and we see things like tribal colleges wanting to promote tribal research on tribal lands how, how do we respond to that and, and I know I know we don't necessarily have to write what we would assume to be a template from a Western institution of an IRB, but how then, what are this, what is, what do you think is the starting point of resolving that conflict of meeting federal regulations? Because a lot of things are federally funded and need to be, have all the check marks for the proper research protocols. How, how then does it, does a tribal nation or a nation of tribes, if you will. <laughs> Added tribes in there. How, how do we resolve that, man? And I know you don't have the answer because you're rubbing your face and your temple. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't either. But I also think that I also think that um, I don't think you can have the answer. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I just don't know. Uh, but what I would say is tribal people have to be willing to like push the, push the boundary a little bit and question it because I, yeah. I don't even think we really do that. I think we go back home to our houses or to our friends and we'll bitch about it. But yeah. the truth is, is we don't, we don't question those kind of things. It's not just the IRB. It's other things oh, like, yeah. uh, like culture committees and cultural directors and mm-hmm. um, like, the way history is taught in schools are yeah. we just kind of say, Oh, just do it. Just go through the motions. And then, you know, it's like, we don't, we go home and say, you don't have to listen to that or you don't have to do it. It's like, <laughs> well, why, 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 why do we choose to still, why can't we just change it? You know? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it can be, I don't know. Yeah. You're asking the wrong guy. I know. Well, it's more of a, it's more of a question just to throw out there for, uh, for listeners to to contemplate 
um, because I think um, collectively we could come up with an answer. And I'm I'm just I'm 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 a little bit on, uh, and I'm I'm not too pessimistic generally, but I, when it comes to this kind of thing, when I when I think about community held knowledge, I think we're just we're starting to stray from that too far. And, and I, well, it's like the scribes in the Bible, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it just like, whoa, wait a second, man. Like, yeah, yeah, tribal knowledge belongs with tribal people, otherwise, it's no longer tribal knowledge, right. it's just this thing, it's, it's a stagnant thing. It's you're taking a river and turning it into a pond, you know, and right. it, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it's not designed that way, you know, right. I get, I'm real skeptical of any institution or any, any organization or even any family yeah. that, that kind of has that mentality of like controlling information, you know, yeah. knowledge or yeah. regulating it. So let me tell you something. I come across this tape, okay. uh, another tape find tape find. Um, and, it, and it was a lady um, who was talking about a cultural committee and not not from the flathead res, a different res. Mm-hmm. And she was saying the it must have been the research project must have be must have been the development of this cultural committee, which was in the late 60s and early 70s. Mm-hmm. And so this person's asking the lady, like, well, what what were some of your goals? And she said and very openly that one of the goals was to like um unify the creation stories that this tribe had Mm -hmm. it's the crows right okay um and there was like she said there were several versions of the creation story and what what we wanted to do was kind of create one make make one official one and then she went on to talk about how she kind of she hinted at Mm -hmm. regretting that right because once it got out there and it was from the cultural commission it made it official Kind of, it turned it into doctrine, canon, right? Right, and anything outside of that version was fake. It was Cast. this guy's talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's and and we know just from the way tribes work, variation on any level is good. Narrative variation is a good thing, not a bad thing, right? And that different different stories or different versions of stories isn't. There's no. I mean, yeah, there's a general theme. I think that's correct, but but I, I kind of was agreeing with what she was saying. And right. she actually went on to talk about how they they talked about lullabies, children's lullabies. And, and in one of the children's lullabies, it actually does say, I'm going to eat testicles. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone who's been to a branding or his own cattle knows you can eat Rocky Mountain oysters, right? Right. Right, right. It's like a delicacies. It, tribes did it too, you know? Yeah. It wasn't a crazy thing. So she's just saying that, well, they changed the word in the lullaby the commission did to liver. Hmm. So now me growing up, I heard I heard the the version of the the liver. Yeah. Which is weird. And you might not think that's like a big deal, but it kind of is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you see that same phenomenon happening here in the seventies when you know there was a bunch of school curriculum being created for um, you know to revive some cultural 
cultural um, I, things. I think it was all out of that bilingual program yeah. monies from the from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, and you've seen a lot of the stories edited for content here. The kind of the rotten kind of stuff, or the the things that would seem unsavory in today's delicate minds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Take that stuff out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, we're in, we're in kind of a weird state here of um, trying to adopt. And I don't even know if that's the right word, but trying to keep up with uh, federal regulations and the things we have to do. But I think, you know, if we're going to exert this idea of being sovereign, you know, we, we need to kind of put our foot down in certain areas and, and really come to understand what what the purpose of, of an IRB processes for and that's really to to keep people from getting exploited um, especially in relation to human subjects research <clears throat> but i i don't know i don't know why we 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 kind of took that idea and ran with it and said okay well we should apply this to everything i mean i kind of get it because we're not all on the same page man you could have your your neighbor who's you know, grew up with you and they could take some nuggets of cultural information and exploit it for their own benefit. And that's, um, I can see how it'd be hard to corral all those kind of things in. But when did that become our job? Right. You, you mean to, to, to corral in cultural things? Yeah. Like, yeah. When is, when is that ever in our history been a thing? Right. I mean, there are certain. There, I'm sure there were certain behaviors that needed to be corrected, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like taking, like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go show uh, the, my my this neighborhood tribe how to make bows the way we do. Okay, yeah, good. Go do it. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, like just anything. Yeah. Like what? Like when has it be, been a thing? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like now all of a sudden yeah. Indian people are like, yeah. we're very, we're very like, um, bound, we have a lot of, we put a lot of boundaries on ourselves. Yeah. We're very stingy, very stingy with things. I think anyway. Yeah, man. Like I'm not no, going to agree, man. Like, yeah. We're very stingy. You can see it in a lot of things. With a lot of things. Yeah. Like a lot of things we are like, we're even we're stingy with from tangible things to like even to like like psych, psychological things you know yeah we're very stingy with our emotions we're very stingy with yeah. our our surroundings we're stingy with and and it's man it's tough to get out of that like you try not to be mm -hmm. and you want to be you want to be a generous person on all fronts i think right. that's the goal and yeah. native people that's what we come from we come from generosity people right. who but there's somehow this new version of who we are as like, oh, he's a crow or he's a Blackfeet or he's Salish. And it's like, yeah. that's that they're orange Kool-Aid and I'm purple. It's like, <laughs> man, I don't think that's how it was even back then. I don't think the first, the, the first interaction when you saw another tribe was to be like, we got to kill him. <laughs> you know like i don't i don't think that i think most of the time tribes either didn't interact or they just it was pretty easy going you know like i, I don't because i don't think especially after smallpox 
Right. It affected um, uh, manpower so much right. that I don't think the goal then was to go around and kill more people or get more people killed. Yeah. So I, I don't believe this notion of somehow like us and them. That's a very European thing. It is. It is. And it's it's very Christian, right? It's very it's very uh, ex- exclusive. And yeah, it's you and. I agree. I'm rambling now. I'm in the you're, weeds. You're, you're rambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so this is this is a good example of that. I don't know if you remember in the '90s. You know, everybody was pretty. How about the Berlin Wall? In the no, no, not the <laughs> Berlin Wall. Come on, we're we're talking local. Gorbachev. We're going local. Okay, we're going local. Okay. So in the '90s, '80s, and '90s, you know, you're really cautious. You didn't want to, you didn't want to, um, you didn't want to sing a song of somebody's that was that was at at the same power that you were like you wouldn't sing a song one of southern oh, Creed's yeah. songs if they were there that was like no 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 I, and I, they're probably still the same today maybe a little bit but i don't I, you know i don't maybe it's i don't think it is i don't think it's like that no, anymore no no if yeah people were really exclusive about it you know and 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 i get it you know if certain songs yeah, were were sung for certain reasons but man it's on a cd and you're selling it so i you know if, if you're putting sacred songs well, on a cd you don't want people you, to sing you, you dare not sing someone's drum song <laughs> you ever drum songs yeah, yeah, yeah. don't sing that drum song for women's traditional okay it's not what it's wasn't for. the drum song supposed to be kind of like their first song the first song they sing at a power I, I think what so. was do you, do you remember that yeah, like, i do. do you remember drum song yeah but what were they for i don't know you know it, it, it wasn't it didn't it didn't take hold around here really i i don't know i couldn't say the first west i ever known it to be was black whistle black whistle had a drum song oh yeah huh i think painted horse did too probably yeah i'm not too sure because it's from that time you know it is it was really anyway, real we're, heavy we're losing but know. yeah, I think um, I think nowadays it's kind of like a cool thing because everyone likes retro stuff. So if you sing like an old contempt crew like Yabe or Southern Cree, yeah, you sing one of their tunes now. I think it's like cool, right, right. But you dare not tribute. did that at the time. No, yeah, it's tribute at the time. Like <laughs> I remember one time, Black Whistle or no Blackstone, no Southern Cree sang a Blackstone song. Yeah, and everyone was like, "That's a Blackstone tune." But then I remember them trying to do the math on uh, Powwow Standing Rock and oh, um, <laughs> the ratio. Other they're like, "Well, they, they they actually sing sing with Blackstone sometimes," and so it's like they were trying to justify it. And uh, <laughs> it's like, "It's funny, man." They got three OGs from Blackstone, so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right, man. <laughs> yeah. They're song makers sitting there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That seems pretty. That seems way more relaxed these days with that. I think. Yeah, I don't think as a weird transitionary period. <laughs> yeah, well, well, because I think it was new. People don't realize like how new contempt singing is. Yeah. To me, where you seen those rules, all those rules, that was with contempt drums. What rules? Like, um, like uh, you don't sing other people's um, songs, right? Um, another one was like, um, like being loyal to your crew. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Like that was a thing. Like you had to be loyal to the drum, like that drum or, yeah, or yeah. even like the putting the hand on the drum thing. Oh yeah. yeah, And rubbing it on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. That came Which at I, that time. I, I don't remember our, like when all the older dudes I sang with, they didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't see him do that. I mean, maybe once in a while, but I don't know. Yeah, that's that's in the contempt. It was like another rule. That's in the contempt genre, I think. I don't know. Yeah, or when you when when you're done singing and then everyone puts their sticks on the drum. Oh yeah, like in like the order, you know, so like it looks kind of (laughs) cool. Or the tying like um like money to the drum. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When you sing with the old dudes, most like I guess if you call them traditional guys, they typically didn't put their drumsticks on the drum. Right. They kind of lean, they lean them on the side. But then yeah. again, there was no hard and fast rules, man. Right. 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 You know, like there wasn't. That's interesting. We, we, I don't know. We need to get somebody from the old Ayabe crew on here, chat up about. Maybe these. they were. Maybe they are traditional rules, but they just weren't from our region and. Right. and region then adopted them that's what i'm thinking could be i guess that that's what i'm thinking you'd have to i just know from the grass dance ceremony the rules of the drum and the grass dance ceremony yeah are different than than that of like what we've seen in the contempt singing world so right back in the day if blackfoot crossing sang a mandarin song i don't think anyone cared right no no he just wanted to just want to dance he's trying to get people to dance man that's it. Yeah, you, you like it. You like a tune. You like a tune. You sing the tune. You sing the tune. And even if that person's there, you might buy them a cup of coffee or something if you know they made that song. It's hey, we sang your song for grand entry. They're, oh, I heard that, man. Yeah. I sing it good. I think I think the rule is though you don't sing someone's song shabby. <laughs> <laughs> that rule does has not died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's 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 the rule. So like if you're gonna sing. If you're gonna sing an eagle whistle tune and you know it's a Bill Runs Above song, God rest his soul. Yeah, you sing it right. You know? Yeah, sing sing it good. Don't shab out. Now, if you're ten years old and you, there's a group of kids from middle school, man, they have leeway. They can mess up. They can, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But if you're forty years old and you got experienced singers and you guys shab out on that tune, <laughs> yeah. no excuse. Just come on, don't do that, no man. No excuse, none at all. Yeah, that's. I like it when we talk about music. I know, it's fascinating. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't talk to anybody about it. It's fascinating, and you know what? We need we need to get somebody on here from one of them old old G drum groups. Yeah. You know, like it would be kind of cool to get someone like regional, so like like someone from Oklahoma to talk about like old school stuff, because then and then someone from like Wisconsin, yeah, and then someone from like, uh, like um. Moscow cheese or something you know yeah. like up there and then, then you can kind of you'll really get a sense of kind of the style and then what became known as what we call contempt which yeah. I really think was born out of like Cree style of singing yeah or like kind of a blend of like maybe like Sioux style stuff with Cree stuff and but um it yeah. was I think it was I think it's really easy to say a lot of contempt drums came from Canada which I'm not a guy that's against contempt singing. So yeah. I prefer to sing straight. Like I sing straight songs. I like yeah. to sit, sit at sit straight drums, but I like listening to a cool contempt song. It's kind of really gets the juices flowing. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't, man? Yeah. No, we do. We do need to explore more in that, that realm because that's, that's really interesting 
you know, that whole, you can see these waves of changes if you're really into it and you kind of grew up around it. You know, there's probably even more folks than, uh, than you know, e even us, you know, that has traveled more regionally and more nationally to really see those trends. And we're going to get one of those guys on here, man. We're going to, we're going to grill, yeah, them, grill them with questions. What? I was always, I was a regional guy. You Pretty know? regional. I yeah, me too. I wasn't national traveler, but I, I will say I've seen a lot of change in the short amount of time I've been involved with singing. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, really, we lived through the tape to MP3 to your phone recording. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Can you imagine? Do you remember like having to go look for tapes like yeah, at a yeah. store or like opening a powwow stand had tapes, blank tapes? Yeah, yeah. Batteries. Bring you enough batteries. Oh. Yeah. And the mini disc had a little blip in there. Don't forget about the mini disc. Oh, the mini Just disc, man. Blip. I had a couple parts that were like swore by them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you can't even like, they have all these mini discs, but no one has a mini display. I know. <laughs> they were, I, I kind of feel like they were cheap, like cheaply made. Oh, yeah. I never had one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I believe you. I had. They were just so when you everything was really hard, like the buttons would kind of break down easy. So, <laughs> and like you didn't really know, like when I would record with it, like I didn't know, is it actually recording? You know, yeah, <laughs> at least with the tape recorder, you saw the little. And to me, honestly, that analog tape still is one of the better sounds. You're a you're a purist. Well, I think that's why I like Indian House Records, you know. <laughs> Played on the original uh, uh, vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I heard this one guy say, humans don't hear in digital. So why do we record things di in digital or like in that? We, we were. Yeah. Analog is designed for us to process it. Right. I believe it, man. I believe it. You know, you, you know, when you pop in like an old battle river tape yeah sounds good man it does it does it sounds good are those old fort de shane tapes yeah the live ones the live ones yeah, back well, when you knew it was live and you well i don't know maybe you didn't you weren't really bought into the whole day idea of production of music you're just singing i guess that still happens you know people just sing and it happens to be a recording equipment around I, I, I had a cousin that would dub his um power recordings and then sell them for five bucks a tape <laughs> so you could buy like fort hall or whatever you know yeah nice nice and those are classics they are okay yeah we're gonna talk about this more we have to we're gonna we're gonna open yeah. it up to the powwow scene of singing get a good uh get a good couple dozen episodes Especially them old school singers you know i know them old school singers are real analytical and they're they're like they critique their own music they critique yeah. their region so they kind of know their sound yeah. like like john stiff is a good example like yeah. he knows that sound but because of all his travels yeah he knows like when he hears a blackfoot group he's like oh that's a blackfoot group and yeah and and i would say you're the same way michael Framboise is the same way and there's a lot of other dudes like Leonard. Co I, I I got to sit at a drum with Leonard Kozad mm. and that's how he was, man, talking about singing and 
like he would talk about like song composure like who's made you could tell when someone was making a song and he's like i knew that it was so-and-so song because how it was put together but also who was singing it because they were from that region that song style like kenny merrick jr right jr merrick had a certain style yeah. of song making yeah i just got excited man you did you're getting all worked up man you're not feeling well so you just calm down a little bit i know i'm i'm actually burning out on you so <laughs> yeah i couldn't tell <laughs> i think i said maybe one sentence in the last half hour <laughs> no well, I, I you never get the song talk about songs i know and music and i know we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to i it. mean i think a lot of our podcasts have been about music but people have to realize like that's the only time we're ever talking about it yeah we don't get that much you know because it's not like i like walk out in the living room and be like hey man hey come here let's talk about <laughs> let's compare iabe straits to mystic river straits you know <laughs> well let's um let's close this up here then and um just remind the listeners again that um you know if you want to keep up to date with what we're up to as far as our uh, our venture tribal research specialists we do have a twitter tribal research and we do have a facebook page for the podcast in particular called tribal research specialists the podcast and we also have a youtube channel for our uh, tribal research specialist and we're uploading content on there now i uploaded one of uh, the videos that we produced exploring uh salish ontological uh, understandings from oral tradition so check that out and again, if you like the show, if you listen this far into it, consider helping us out. The little donation helps us to keep the show going. Maybe we can get Aaron some uh, some um, Theraflu. <laughs> One time, I accidentally got drunk on Theraflu. I like didn't my my chemistry was wrong. I didn't mix it right. Man, I, I panicked. I went to the ER, and they like laughed at me. They're like, yeah, yeah. You got alcohol poisoning from Theraflu. Yeah, dude. I don't well, know. Dude, you're not sick, that. man. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So that's some. That's the deal. We'll wrap this one up. And then, of course, thanks again to uh, our one patron so far, who um, who's contributed a small amount to keeping our show going. And um, again consider uh throwing a little donation our way so that's all we got for today so anything else aaron you good no sir man thank you very much i'm glad we're doing this again and and um it's gonna take a little bit before we get back into the swing of things and kind of get kind of get the um the podcast mindset again so yeah i'm excited me too the end the end stop Lights, camera. All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode. And if you want to learn more about what we're up to, go ahead and search Tribal Research Specialists in Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, and uh, check out our other sites. And uh, if you want to contribute to the show, go ahead and look us up on Patreon. We would appreciate your donation. <laughs>